iOS and iPadOS 14, macOS Big Sur, Apple's Big Switch to ARM, and there's a lot more from Apple's WWDC 20 keynote. We'll talk about the new announcements and more on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Michael Simon. Hello. And Jason Cross. Good morning. So yesterday, the big keynote, we're going to talk about iOS, iPadOS, and the Mac in this specific show, because there's just so much to cover. Yeah, there was a yeah. lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Probably yeah. like pound for pound more than Apple's ever released software rise at, at, at once. Yeah. Yeah. There was no hardware per se uh, yeah. at all. And right. It was all software and there was a lot. Can we just appreciate for a moment how great the format was? This pre-recorded yeah. Yeah, transitions fantastic. format fantastic. without like pause for a hold for applause <laughs> lines and all this other stuff. And but it, I mean, even more than that, like they clearly put a ton of effort into how they produce this thing and the transitions between. It was awesome. I knew, I knew Apple would 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 set the bar like that's their thing. I yeah. knew they would do it better than the other ones that I've seen. But this was just like like just so impressively done, and yeah, yeah. I, I, it's exactly what I like. We don't need to gather. I, it doesn't help me at all. I mean, and and granted, I'm not the person sitting in the audience, but it doesn't help me at all to see that somebody on stage demo something rather than a carefully produced, pre-produced video showing it off. Yeah, with and good you graphics could see and all this right. Other you stuff. can see what they were talking about as they were talking about it. You didn't have to like squint to see right, what's on the stage now. It was just excellent. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, they could have easily just done a video, just basically a video recording of what they usually do. Yeah, but no, which is, which is what a lot of companies have done, and yeah. they're all not great. Even the companies who have tried to do more produced stuff, like it just it was not Apple. Just it, yeah. it, it hasn't. Nothing. Nothing that I've seen has been at this level of. Just in, like I, I, I was interested the whole time. It wasn't like our witness is over, and I, yeah. I get that way often during keynotes. Yeah, there was also entertainment value to it. Usually, yeah. I mean, there's always an entertainment value to it, but this time it was it was a lot higher than usual. Yeah, because, when they went into the lab to show the arm stuff, like it was just it was very clever yeah. and, and very uh, just extremely well crafted and produced and scripted and all that. Even when uh, Craig Federighi ran from the bottom floor to the top, yeah, floor, I thought that was <laughs> it was clever. I thought it was yeah. clever too. Yeah, <laughs> was, and, and they they picked the right people to to do the demos. Like they were all engaging and and, and dynamic, yeah. and it was just it was excellent. The big news we're going to cover here is essentially we're so we'll talk about iOS and iPadOS first version fourteen. Jason, you've been kind of pouring through it. And there's yeah. a lot of stuff to cover. There's always a lot of stuff with <laughs> iOS, but yeah, it also feels always like more. It always, but this time around, it also feels like a lot more than usual. Yeah, it it feels like there's more um, kind of in the way of user facing stuff than there is sort of low level framework. Yeah, improvement like, like wholesale changes. Yeah, and there are some like low level things like AR kits better and blah blah blah. But yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that's for everything from little tweaks and and things like, you know, the quick take video that's on iPhone 11, like you just press and hold the shutter button to shoot video instead of having to enter the video mode and all that stuff. And we were like, why couldn't you do this on earlier yeah. phones? Well, iOS 14 does bring it to earlier phones. It brings it to the iPhone 10R and 10S and stuff. So there's little things like that. And then there's the big, big stuff like 
oh, they changed the home screen like yes. significantly <laughs> Finally. for the first time. Like Finally. big, big changes. 14 years, huh? <laughs> yeah. There's been other sort of big changes like folders and stuff were big, but this is the first this time they've really monumental, made it. Yeah. This changes yeah, the functionality. Like I, I it literally took away like I have this, this, I've written this article probably 10 times. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, don't, I don't need to write it again. <laughs> Thank God, yeah. <laughs> One thing you it doesn't let you do is put icons where you want. Uh, everything still auto form fills yes. the top left yeah. from there on. But other than that, there's a massive change. And the massive change is that there's now this thing called the app library, which if you swipe right to the leftmost screen from your home screen, you, you get that today view with all your widgets on current iOS. Mm -hmm. Well, the app library lives on the other side. You swipe left you swipe to, to the rightmost screen past all your home screens and you get an auto formatted group set of groups they're they're by category by app store category uh, automatically arranged of all the apps you have on your phone and the top groups are suggestions which is like ai suggestions what what you should use at this place and time and location and stuff and recently downloaded and then everything else is in categories and that means that in all your other pages, now you can remove an app from your home screen without removing it from your phone. And that's huge. That means I can have my eight apps I always use on my one home screen and everything else I can, that I use once a month, I can just hop into the app library and grab it or use search or anything like that. It just doesn't clutter up my screen. I don't need all these folders. It's just a huge you can really change. just have apps in the dock and not have anything on your home screen at all. If that's what, you know, you just, you can yep. just keep it completely clear. Yeah. I really wonder what would happen if you took everything off your home screens, all home screens, would your mm. front home screen be blank or just, would it just, be the just app your library? wallpaper? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. Or would it be the app library? Probably would be just blank and you would, would still so. have to swipe. That would be a weird thing to look at all day long. Yeah, because the app library doesn't have your dock. Even if there's no apps in it, you still see the dock. I've never actually tried that, but I'm assuming. Yeah, um, so, so that's weird. But I don't think many people would do that. But I do think a lot of people would like the ability to say, oh, well, th these are the apps I just, the handful of apps I use all yeah. the time. Everything else just can live in the, that app library, which is actually well organized. And you start to, it's taken, take some time to get some muscle memory about where things are, but it's a great solution, I think. And it so also, that's, that's the big it, thing. It, it, it kind of leads to, to more things, which you pointed out that the, act, the, the icons are still static. I'm sure down the road with Apple will give us the ability to move them different places. Maybe mm -hmm. the dock will get better. Maybe uh, you'll be able to customize that app library screen. This is just kind of the first part of this. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's funny. I'm, I'm writing an article now about how this is very similar in many ways to the way Android does it. And they've done it forever like this. They have a drawer. Yeah, they've, they've always had a drawer with all yeah. of your apps in it. And this is the app library is kind of their own version of a drawer yeah. in a different place, organized differently, but it's, it's that same thing. Right. And, you know, Apple just has this knack of taking a feature that they should have had five years ago <laughs> and, and, and making it seem like it's, 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 it's new and fresh and exciting. And they just continue yeah. to do this. And, you know, it's, it's impressive and Android people will, will, you know, kind of scoff at it. But I mean, it's the truth. Apple didn't just say, okay, fine, you can hide your apps now. They thought about it. They, they right. figured out a, a, a smart way to do it. I guarantee you in Android 12, 
we'll have something <laughs> similar to this. Mark, awesome. mark my words. I'm not saying that Google just sits around and waits for Apple to copy it. I'm, I just think Apple has a, a, a their, their development process is such a way where mm-hmm. they're not going to do something unless they say, oh, this is the best possible way to do this right now. Yeah, a lot of people criticize Apple for cl- talking about innovation and, and then yeah. copying people. Yes. But, I, but I think there's a, a difference between innovation and invention. Apple's not really inventing Absolutely. a lot of things a lot. What they're doing is they're thinking about what it's supposed to accomplish from a first principle standpoint and doing it in a way that scales to everyone, is usable by everyone, and, and feels natural to a lot of people. You can look at Touch ID and Face ID and other things that they've done as examples of that. They were not the first to do any of those things. They were the first to do it right and at scale. And yeah, so this is another example of that. Another one's perfect segue, Mike, is uh, widgets, where Apple has had widgets for a while, but they kind of lived on that Today screen, and they were exactly one full width of the Mm -hmm. Today screen. Same thing with the Mac. They weren't great, but they were usable. They weren't great, and they did some things like the iPad. You know, last year they made it so that the iPad can show your icons and your little Today widgets bar. Uh, But they weren't great, and they didn't they didn't accomplish what widgets are really meant to do, which is to surface detailed information right there on your home screen. They were always in this opposite today view. Right. We weren't swiping over to get at them and stuff. So they have all new widgets now. It's a whole new widget architecture, a whole new framework, completely new widgets. They surface a lot more data from within your apps or can. Uh, they can be way more dynamic. They can be different sizes. Different sizes, yeah. But yeah, so there's not as many sizes as Android or whatever, but the important thing is you can bring them on your home screen now. Yes. Uh, And you can even do things like stack uh, same-sized widgets on top of each other, just drag them on top of each other, and then you can swipe through them and stuff. And and there's a smart widget that automatically shows you certain widgets at different times a day and and things like that. So they've, they've thought about this in a very Apple way. Uh, it looks slick. Of course, apps need to make their widgets now for this new widget framework. Right. Uh, but it's going to be great. I mean, the idea that like those things combined, number one, now I don't need all my app icons on my home screen. And number two, now I've got all this space. I can fill it up with dynamic content that's, that's really rich coming from my apps from these widgets. I think it's going to be a big deal. I think we're going to see a lot of very different looking iPhone home screens from here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's another, you know, example of something that's been on Android forever, mm-hmm. but with the exception of like the Google search widget and maybe a weather widget that comes on your, on your galaxy phone, nobody even thinks of using them because they're, right. I mean, they're clunky, they're ugly. They're, they're not really kind of built into the system the way this is. Apple thought about this and said, right, people have icons, people have widgets, they need to work together and here's how we're going to do it. And the point of them is to really kind of like use them for like glanceable things. Like mm-hmm. with Android, there's a lot of actions involved. You're tapping, you're getting into things. You know, Apple said, all right, these are just, these are pretty much read only. Here's, here's what's playing in your, in your Apple music library. Here's the forecast. Here's what, you know, whatever it is we yep. want them. You want to just glance at them and then move on. Yeah. A lot of the interactivity, in fact, a lot of the interactivity from the old widgets format has been removed. They used to do clever things like these, PCALC had a, a really cool calculator widget that you could actually use as a calculator. And yeah, that's not going to work with yep. this new widget format and stuff. So it, some stuff is going by the wayside, but I think for ultimately a much greater good. 
And that was, you know, we had heard some rumblings about that, but I, that mm-hmm. was a legit, like, you know, we, I didn't expect that. There was some rumors about it, but I, it, it, not, nothing solid where people said iOS 14, the home screen is changing. Yeah, we heard some, in fact, the, the, some of the rumors we heard about never came about. Like people said you'd be able to do like you do on the Apple Watch, like press and hold and get a list view yeah. and stuff like that. And I think some of that is wires getting crossed where mm-hmm. it was the app library they were talking about, which yeah. is not a list, but it's a, like a way to look at all your apps. And then in the game of telephone, that gets misconstrued. Right. And then that comes out the other yeah. way. Now, iPad OS, unfortunately, is not getting uh, the, the home screen widgets in the sense that they can kind of like move around your icons or the right. app library, which... I mean, I both, guess it's a shame. Both of them. Yeah. Why, I mean, me they're tailor made for that. I mean, I guess it's because of the landscape portrait thing because you still, you can't even look at the widgets. So in landscape mode, you get the widgets on the left. You flip that the portrait mode, they're gone. There's right. no, there's no um, interface for that. So I guess that's Ooh. the reason why we're, we're Apple didn't do it, but Jesus, yeah. man, yeah, God, you this, get is, the, this is what we need. You get the new widgets. But they're yes, still but they're stuck still in that stacked and, and kind bar. of annoying and ugly and not really all that useful on, on the left of, yep. of, of your home screen and only yeah, the, in, the in, lands- in landscape mode. The the view, the the real estate of an iPad is ripe for being able to yes. arrange with multiple great widgets. You can use the bigger widgets, you can still have your apps on there and then put everything in the all the apps you don't use all the time off into the app library. It would be great. There's still time Apple before this releases in the fall for you to yeah. rethink this. Cause I pretty much the, I have not seen a single comment on Twitter or anywhere else where people are like, no, it's good that they're doing it this way. Everybody wants it. Everyone Everybody wants, it. wants the, the widgets. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd be surprised if we got it with oh, me the beta too. work, but I mean, iOS 15, Maybe yeah, next year it'll be a great the, feature. With the, when they do the iPad Pro update next, whatever spring or March or something, maybe with that, something like that. But yep. not not anytime soon. And it'll yeah, be it'll a, be a great new feature of yeah. iPad. It was OS, the first like the first year. thing I thought about when I saw it on the iPhone. I said, "Oh man, this is going to be awesome on the iPad." And then Craig Federighi starts talking. I'm like, well, "Wait a minute, You're, this is not here." Yeah, and it, <laughs> just just very surprising and and um, you know another confounding decision that mm-hmm. just makes the good decision seem less good. More UI improvement. Uh, this includes Siri now. Siri yes. has been revamped. It doesn't take up the whole screen anymore, which Very I nice. think everyone's happy about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Siri's responses appear more like notifications do. Yeah, um, most of the responses just are just little pop-down windows. Or- yeah. But I think most people, while the interface is nice, I think people just want a better Siri. Yeah. They, yeah. And there are some, some changes and there's some good stuff, but it, not like the, you know, the real kind of expansive things that we were hoping that it would be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole like, oh, I want Siri 2.0. I want like the next generation yeah. Siri. Like they, there was nothing mentioned that made me think that, right. that was what we're getting. Mm-hmm. I mean, they said that it's better with uh, retrieving stuff from the web so they won't just like throw you to a web page, but mm-hmm. it's still going to pale in comparison from what, from what was demoed to you know, Google Assistant. And then there's the new Translate app, that, which involves some Siri functionality. Yeah. Uh, and 
a lot of people that's, I saw online point out, hey, that's another Android uh, feature. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's actually available on iPhone too. It's as Google, the Google Translate, Translate app. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the nice thing that they're doing is um, you just download some languages. It's just eleven languages, or so and you can download them, and it works completely offline. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it's it's very Google Translate like. Yeah, and you know, yeah. somewhat somewhat overdue as well. But mm-hmm. you know, hey, I mean, that's it. Seems like it. Good, it certainly just, a good feature that, that I think people it just shows the work that Apple's doing in language yeah. translation. They've reached the point where they can do that. They're using that in in Safari, where if a language is if a website is not in your native language, you'll get a little languages button up in the toolbar. You can tap or click, and it will translate the web page for you for compatible websites. I guess it's probably websites that don't have weird text display. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Google does that too. And sometimes you do get, like you throw it into Google Translate and it comes back with just gibberish. Like every yeah. now and again, there's something that doesn't work. But Google Google Translate for web pages is not at all offline. It's sending you, it's- It's, it's through through Google, you know. The, yeah, the it's grabbing engine. it from a site. And, yeah, and it's and it's kicking you, it's sending you a reconstructed site and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Siri one is is offline. If, I don't know why you'd be surfing the web, but offline, but it is doing <laughs> And the uh, the translate stuff, they didn't talk about this, but I have to assume at some point it's going to kind of key into AirPods where you can just be having a conversation with someone, your phone in your pocket and have it just translate in your ear while you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Just use my AirPods mic yeah. and just, yeah, let it talk in my ear. So, I mean, that's something that I'm, you know, relatively soon, maybe with the next generation or something that I, uh, Google does something similar with pixel buds. It never really worked that well. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm sure that's, that's in the, in the works. How cool uh, would that be? Oh my God. Just, I mean, just, <laughs> okay. just absurd. Absurd. Yeah. Just, just to go to another country and just be able to talk. Well, yeah, we can go to another country here. when we're allowed to travel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> so Apple has a lot of time to figure this out because we're not allowed to travel. More communication tools. Uh, Apple has made some improvements to messages. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. I like the I like the inline messages for group text. That'll be cool because there are some times when you're talking to a single person, but eight other people can hear you and then it gets lost. And so that's Yeah, a, that's which a, person are you replying to, right? There's yeah. a lot of that. I mean Slack, Slack has that and it's it's useful sometimes when a message gets lost and you need to talk to someone yeah. from a couple of things ago. So yeah, that that, that should be cool. Yep. You can and also, uh, name checking people basically. Yeah. You don't have to type an at or anything, but if you type somebody's name it will like notify them. They'll be like, oh, you were somebody talking to you directly. And you can even change a group text's notifications to only notify you when your name is mentioned, which will be huge for a lot of people who have group texts for like for their whole class or something, because your phone just blows up all day long. And I like to be able to pin conversations now just so I yep. can know which conversation is that I'm trying to keep track of. Yeah, that's huge. Now that we get, I, I, I don't text a lot, but between all the two-factor authentication codes that come in, like the handful of conver- the handful of people that I always want to continue that that thread with, are always get lost. They always get off the screen. So you can yeah. pin up to nine conversations now. That's really great. Uh, but one of the nice things about the pins is that that's just going to work. That's just your end. It doesn't require somebody else to have iMessage. Mm-hmm. They can be on SMS because they're Android. They can be on an earlier version of the OS. You're just pinning stuff on your end. So that's just going to work without everyone else having to upgrade first. It's, there's a lot of good stuff there. We also have some improvements to maps. 
cycling yeah, bicycles yes there's some cycling uh information speaking speaking of uh the way we've changed because of the coronavirus that that's actually going to be more, way more useful than it would have been last year yeah. yeah so cycling directions with elevation and bike lanes and stuff uh ev directions which is yeah. sort of car dependent I, I i don't know how this works exactly but i they think they said it was only two manufacturers ford and i I forget the other one. It wasn't Tesla, though. Be, it was never going to be Tesla because Tesla does their full they stack. They have their own thing, yeah. And and if you're in a Tesla anyway, uh, it's already doing directions with EV stops and stuff on your screen. I hope they adopt Chevy soon because I have a Chevy Bolt. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there are way more way more electric cars than just the two manufacturers. That yeah. Sure. So and, it, and it was surprising we'll that that slide time. wasn't filled up with more with more car, man, more car man. Yeah, I think it's just the, the ones they've got committed. Right. I don't think it'll be hard because I think this is yeah. just a matter of if, putting in the data for like, well, car models and how big their batteries are and what their range is and stuff like yeah. that. Like, right. and what type of uh, connector they have for their chargers. Apple introduced a new feature called App Clips. You can kind of think of these as like on-demand apps that you can use when you're at a place where you don't want to download the whole app and you need to do something like pay for a parking meter or buy a cup of coffee. You can just use the app clip. Uh, and, and I don't know how widely this is going to be used, but like you said, the parking meter or the parking garage thing is a huge one. Yeah. Um, it's so much more convenient to just pay with your phone, but it's, it's such a drag because everything's got a different app or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then, or even like, like restaurants that you cars. don't go to often. Yeah, that's what I, right. Like yeah. McDonald's or something. I go like once every couple of months with my son. And I have a stupid app on my phone that I don't need. Doesn't need to be there. Right. If they just show up, have it give me the relevant information, pay, and then leave, and have it disappear. That's 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 cool. Yeah, everything's got a its own. Um, but again, it has to be adopted, and it has to be you know like Apple Pay. It took a while, but Apple mm -hmm. was persistent in getting it to. To, to work if it wasn't you know it, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have scaled nearly as quickly so we'll right. see yeah and i think there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of food delivery and stuff like that uh things where i'm browsing this stuff on the web and mm -hmm. i would really like totally. to finish my transaction just like with apple pay on my phone yeah. but i'm not going to download the whole app and put in my order and all that other stuff so if they can make that stuff work where i've got an order or something up and then it's gonna get to the end and say or get that app clip and then i can download 10 megabytes like no time yeah. well that's <laughs> the less. other thing is that if you're in a, a place where you don't have great reception and you're trying to do a parking app or a restaurant app it takes a couple takes of minutes yeah. and you know a couple of minutes feels like an eternity when you're waiting to finish to do something yeah so yeah it's it's a it's a good idea it was a good idea on android too google never really backed it in the right way mm -hmm. and they kind of fizzled out they, they're available here and there but you know we'll see it's one of those things that if apple can can get the support for it it could be cool otherwise we'll it'll just go away one of the nifty things about it is how they surface on your phone after you've yeah. used them they're they're in your app library you'll see the those apps in your recently downloaded as clips and there'll be the app icon but with like a dotted line around it yeah and you can like reopen that clip or you can download that full the app. Whole, the whole app, yeah. And, and I, I could see because it. it's part of a big app, literally, it, all your data stays there. You're not like downloading this separate thing and then when I download the full app, I gotta already put in all my information or anything. It's it's literally part of a bigger app. Yeah, I wonder if 
it'll be used, you know, much in the Android way as advertising as almost like a free trial of sorts for yeah. developers with, you know, showing off little parts of their app, little parts of games, things like that. Yeah, we already see a fair amount of sort of dynamic web-based yeah. ads for games and stuff. I wonder if this will change because it'll make it easier for you to sort of download the full app. You know, later on, you'll see it in your app library and just be able to tap and download, continue your progress or whatever. Yeah. So iPadOS is getting a lot of the features that were introduced in iOS 14, but there are a few things that iPadOS is getting, like enhanced Apple Pencil support. Yeah, they're basically bringing Scribble, which we, which we saw on, on watchOS for a while now, which is mm-hmm. the, easy, the thing that you can just kind of like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and it, it's, 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 it's quite good. And they're bringing that you know part and parcel to the iPad so you can just kind of write handwriting into text fields all over the place, which... Yeah, pretty much any text field, just yeah. start handwriting in it with your Apple Pencil and it just converts it. And it will convert it on the fly. You can like jot down a number and it'll, the system will recognize it. You can, you can call people that way. You know, it's cool. I, I see it as an Apple Pencil feature. I don't see it as an iPad OS feature. And right. I, I was kind of bummed at that section. Like I, I listen, I'm not the only one. Everybody wanted something to do with the trackpad, better multitasking, better gestures. Yes. And we didn't, they didn't even mention that stuff. Yeah. Multitasking is still kind yeah, of it's the same. a convoluted mess. I mean, you need to be more clear. Right. More clear, more trackpad related. Like it's not even, they just drew a trackpad on and said, well, all the gestures are kind of the same and, but just figure it out. Even, but even without the trackpad, just even, yeah, even just multitasking on an iPad is like, there's nothing to tell you what Mm-mm. you can do. Or it's all trial. It. It's all trial and error. Okay, it's very trial and error. error. <laughs> or somebody has to explain it to you. And or then, someone has to explain yeah. it. Yeah, and then you're going to forget. Not great. And I thought for sure that's what that section would at least talk about, especially after seeing the, the stuff from in iOS. And basically, with if you take away Scribble, they talked about Search, which is also on iOS. Yeah. They talked about oh Notes. the app stuff. That's that's new. So there's there's a better design language, I guess. So they they played up sidebars and toolbars, but we have all that stuff. I mean, it's not yeah. like it's, it's that reinventing the wheel here. Like they showed a lot of stuff with photos, like how to organize photos and stuff like that. Yeah, like iPhone will do all that. It just won't have like a sidebar. Right. You know? That's that was the big thing. Like, oh look, it's a sidebar. Like, all right, yeah. like, welcome to nineteen eighty three. Like, what sidebars? It makes it much more like desktop photos, which is good. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. No, it's great, but it doesn't deserve like this big hullabaloo. It's yeah. like, all right, great. So you know, I think iPad OS was a bit of a disappointment. It's also not getting. We talked about it before. It's not getting the app library. It's not even getting. Like th- this can't be real, but according to the feature list, it, you, you can't do emoji search on the iPad, but you can do it on the iPhone. And I, and Wait, I, and really? Uh, the emoji it's, picker it's is not, not upgraded? It's not listed. Huh. They say that there's a new popover emoji menu when you click the, the little emoji icon on the iPad. Like it'll, it'll, it'll give Wait, it, instead of picking up the whole We should talk keyboard. about what we're talking about because, uh, so the emoji picker on the Mac has a search field. Yes. And that was the main thing that they never had on iOS. And it was a Which pain. You could either just, just type the word and hope you get a suggestion or you have to swipe through. And it never, them. it never suggested. And it, well, easy <laughs> Unless you were talking talk about pizza. Yeah. <laughs> like you, never, you never got what you wanted. Or you typed LOL, you'd get a laugh. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> right. So, uh, so now on iPhone, it's got the search bar. Right. You hit your emoji button. There's a search bar on there's top. There's a little search Hallelujah. field you can type in. Are you everything. telling me that's not on iPad? It's not, not on iPad? On iPad OS feature page. 
Okay. It's not there. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I haven't, I don't, I don't, I don't have the, the, uh, the public beta yet. I'll, I'll try it. But according to that, and that's all oh. I have to go on right now is you cannot search emoji on your iPad. They do have a different keyboard on that's iPad. True. Right. Yes. It's, that's see, true. this to me speaks of like the debt. We, we always looked at the upside of, well, they're splitting iOS and iPad OS and they've given them different names and they're probably splitting the development teams more and they're going to grow further apart. I think the downside is this. Yeah. This is like the first example of like, well, they did this obvious thing over here. Why didn't you do it over there? Well, well different right. teams are team on different schedules. To talk to, to the iOS team. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, yeah. App, I, Apple's notorious for having isolated teams too. So yeah. Yeah. So there's a lack of communication. That yeah. Was I mean, there. I I, I kind of wrote that a little bit yesterday. That you know, it seemed as though like iPad OS was billed as this exclusive to iPads thing, and it's more like okay, it's it's exclusive to iPhone, and the iPad got like the leftover stuff. <laughs> Hopefully that gets fixed during the, the beta stage. <laughs> like we're not just crazy and it's already got a search field or something. No, you know what? Like, I actually went back and looked because I thought I might, it might be crazy. <laughs> it's definitely not there. <laughs> Probably the biggest news to come out of WWDC on Monday was all the Mac stuff. The rumored ARM transition is official now. It's not yep. ARM, it's Apple Silicon. Apple Silicon. Did <laughs> not even true. mention ARM. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. No one knows <laughs> no, they what didn't. ARM is. It's not yeah. like they mentioned x86 in the right. last one. They said exactly Intel, right? right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nobody, what instructions. Everyone's making a big deal about that, but, you know, no one knows yeah. that. No, works. you know what that means. They like to avoid jargon. Yes. It's arguable it whether... Say, unless they're using it in a way that's right. comical. That's... Yeah, but, and but, yeah, you can argue whether yeah, ARM is know charging how much RAM's or not. In a phone. Right, they don't call it RAM, like they that. call it memory. You know, <laughs> yeah. So it's, but yeah, this is kind of a, a big deal. It's yeah. um, Apple went to detail as to the transition, which they say will probably take about two years. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, I mean, it seems, seems right, but my guess is that it'll finish before that and they'll make a big deal out of it. That's exactly what happened last time, yeah. 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 It's yeah. a lot like last time in a lot of ways. The real short answer to the TLDR for it is developers can get a dev kit now that's basically a Mac mini shell with an A12Z in it, but that's not what they're going to ship to consumers at all. Right. right. Uh, and that's just to do development work. Um, Mac OS Big Sur is the same on Intel or their platforms. Like looks the same and everything runs the same and all that other stuff. And there'll be a lot of like developers can load up their stuff in Xcode and try to kick out an R binary. And they say it'll take a few days to translate, which it never goes that fast, but to make an optimized version. If you don't make an optimized version, there's a new version of Rosetta that uh, will translate the app on install and then stuff that can't go on install, it'll do at runtime. They showed a couple demos of that for like Maya and stuff, which a lot of people were concerned about. Mm -hmm. And then this, they said by the end of this year, the first consumer system yeah, will ship. That, which, that was yeah. a surprise. Without saying what it was, yet yeah, that's a big deal. And uh, we we got rumors that uh, yeah, the morning of the keynote from Ming-Chi Kuo mm -hmm. that said it was probably going to be the 13-inch MacBook Pro and the new iMac would be the first I certainly two, think two machines. The new iMac's a great case for it because uh, they didn't yeah. they didn't announce or show that, and and there was talk that that we'd get that in an Intel version. And it would be 
very Apple of them to say like, no, this whole new form factor, this whole new design is for our new Macs. And but Tim Cook did more. say Apple would still be making and shipping Intel Mac. He specifically said that there's new ones in the pop in the pipeline and uh, they will ship and support for years to come. Yeah. They're going to ship. Well, no more than two years, but by, by two years, mm -hmm. every new Mac will be Apple Silicon. That's the yep. two year transition, but then they're going to keep making Mac OS for Intel and supporting it for years to come. And then the last transition that was about three years. I think it was five. after the, was it five? after the transition? Oh, once complete years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. After, after the last, after they stopped, shipping mm -hmm. any power pc max it was about three more years worth of support yeah. in new versions of mac os it, it was funny how it was how both monumental and kind of expected and mundane the whole yeah. announcement felt yeah. after so many rumors and you know because you don't and, get the cool specifics you, they're not going like right. here's the product with and look how fast it is or how amazing right. the battery life is or anything like that yeah that all these things you care about the event, so like when they unveiled the Intel transition, mm -hmm. we knew what we were getting. We could look at Intel's roadmap. We could look at right. the everything that was available. A de everything back then was sort of a desktop PC or a big right. chunky laptop, and we could look at Windows ones and, and yes. knew what we were going to get. This, yeah, is here, a, you know this is a big question. Mark. Like Apple went to great lengths to not to say Apple Silicon. Like that's a big giant umbrella. Right. We don't know what that looks like. Apple it's makes not going to be a chip that's out now. Phone for, right, it's going to be its own thing. It won't yeah. be an A A fourteen chip. It's yeah, going to call an, it an M chips. or a, or a something chip that's going to be. I think they make M chips already. It'll be some letter. And it'll yeah, be, there's uh, it, it C might maybe. be who knows. It might be a different letter. It might be the way that they do iPad chips or or a A twelve X and stuff like that. It I might feel be like they A13. would. It would have to be a. See, maybe who knows? But in in my mind, it would have to be a different, like a a C class chip or something to really separate it from the iPhone. Yeah. So people don't think they're just getting a a, a souped up iPhone, even though okay. the iPhones are more than capable of powering Max. It's just yeah. the, the 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 psychology behind it. Souped souped up iPhone might work in their favor. Who knows? <laughs> That's true. That's true. We don't, we don't know. But whatever Especially they since call Mac it, OS yeah. is looking up, looking more and more like iOS these days. Yeah, there's there's just no public roadmap or anything, so we just have no idea what they're yeah. going to do. Unlike AMD and, and and Intel. Speaking of the iPhone, you can even run iPhone apps on your Mac. Oh yeah, yeah. that was huge. That was very huge. I mean, it showed Catalyst. This is just like bring it all. It's all coming. <laughs> yeah, they actually showed iPad iPad apps, but. It's in their all, demo. all iOS apps. But yeah. they said, yeah, any app developers, their their iPad and iPhone apps will just show up in that yeah. Mac App Store if you have an Apple Silicon Mac, and they'll just run without translation or anything. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'm Which, sure there's I mean, is compatibility edge cases, right? There's going to be cases of things like apps that rely on gyroscope data or yeah. you know stuff right. like that like I was sensors and, yeah. and wireless stuff that that we don't have on Macs and probably won't have on the new Macs but a yeah. lot of stuff will a lot of stuff it's just touch is touch multi-touch is on a trackpad is yep. multi-touch and you have location data from the location API and you know so I was looking at the Mac mini dev kit. And it was interesting that there's no Thunderbolt on it. So I was yeah. wondering what does that mean for Thunderbolt peripherals on 
on an ARM Mac? I just don't think we know because the this one they stuffed a A12Z in it. Yeah. And I think that's just why. I think right. so too. They just picked the the fastest chip they had at the moment. Right. It's just an iPad threw Pro it in chip. The, 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 the Mac that they had the most lying around. <laughs> right. A, a case that fits and yeah. and uh, and that's your dev kit and they're loners and you give them back and yeah, I, I don't think you can read too much into that. I think it would be really weird if Macs, these new Macs stopped having Thunderbolt. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that. Yeah, because you know, there's a whole slew of Macintosh accessory makers who they're using yeah. that Thunderbolt port. Sure, so they things need... like monitors and stuff. Just like yeah, there's yeah. this whole yeah. It, it'd be kind of weird for them to do it. The first one may not. You, you may get an iMac which has an integrated display and it's just got USB C ports, but not Thunderbolt specifically. Right. Yeah, which would let people use things like external storage, but not quite at the same way. But I mean, they, but they ultimately couldn't... they've got a They've got to get there. They couldn't yeah. sell a Mac Pro without Thunderbolt. Nobody no. would buy it. Yeah, no, right, no way. right. Should we just break it down? Sort of like somebody who's like ARM stuff. I don't, I don't know what all this stuff means. I don't care. I just want to know: Is my Mac going to work? And things like, and my software going to work? So, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think the bottom line is: If you don't care, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. they were smart to very importantly call out the two biggest things that people are worried about, which is Microsoft yep. and Adobe. And Adobe, yeah. And they yeah. demoed Office. Uh, several office apps and they demoed Lightroom and Photoshop. And they're working with them to make sure they're all optimized and done and right. ready to go. Running yeah. on these new development kits and running great. And we don't, they didn't, and, and they're running like sort of the ARM optimized versions. They did not show Premiere. Mm -hmm. Notably did not show Premiere. They showed Final Cut, which is flying. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, Final Cut was, that was very impressive for running right. on an A12Z. That was like all of Apple's apps. They said all of our apps, yes, including our pro apps, good to go day one. Yeah. Right. But uh, think, I think they haven't made an announcement, but I think things like Microsoft Office and stuff will work without the Rosetta translation layer yeah. on day one. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that was kind of a... like Things like That's... Premiere, like Adobe, it might be a couple of apps, but not all of them. And then they come on yeah. over time. Well, didn't they also demo Maya using emulation? That was Rosetta. Yes. Rosetta two. Oh, Rosetta. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Which which yeah. might be the laziest that name Apple ever uh, came up with. <laughs> <laughs> Rosetta exists now, and it's just uh, they just have an improved version. Yeah, they, I think they were trying to assuage people's fears because they said, "Look, I think it's Autodesk makes Maya. They're not going to make two versions. Yeah. So what's going to happen?" And they said, "Look, it runs great under emulation." For people who don't know, Maya is kind of this high-end. It's a rendering, 3D rendering. 3D rendering tool. Yeah. So it's very process-intensive. There was, there was literally a, a, a story, I think Monday, that I read that you know people were surmising that Apple just doesn't care about that super high-end software anymore. And that in the in, in the switch, like those those things would just get lost because it's such a niche product. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, Apple clearly has a plan for that stuff. And isn't gonna yeah, I mean, they said uh, to the to their point, they said this is what we make all our products with. They they use you know CAD software and yeah. modeling software and stuff like that from from things like Maya, things like AutoCAD. Yeah, sure. To design their products, and they're not going to start using Windows machines to design their products. They right. need those things to yeah. to work on a Mac. I don't think people need to worry so much. It's 
was talking to uh, our colleague Mark Hockman, PC World, this morning about it because Windows runs on ARM. They have Windows for ARM, right. and it's been kind of a disaster. <laughs> and we were talking about how it's going to be different in part because it's just an also ran for Windows. X86 is still the big market. It's going to be there forever. Yeah. Apple has the ability to say, like, look, within two years, you're just not going to be able to buy an x86 Mac, yeah. Intel or AMD or anything. Like, it's all going to be ARM. We'll support it in software and stuff, but that's, that's all there's going to be. So all the software developers do have to come along eventually. You're either going to deprecate your software completely or you've got to come along. So it's going to incentivize people to start translating their apps. Yeah, yeah. and for as... For as niche as the Mac has become in Apple's whole product matrix, mm -hmm. de for developers, the Mac is the thing. It's still it's very important. They're not going to just say, well, we're not going to bother. So Apple's working with developers to make native apps. Apple has Rosetta to run current apps. Mm -hmm. So users... Your and you can run all those iPhone and iPad apps. <laughs> you can run all those iPhone Which is and huge. iPad apps. I yeah, mean, it, it is, it's, it's going to look kind of weird because like, you're just kind of running an iPad app in a window. It's not quite like catalyst apps like it's it gives you access to so much more stuff yeah 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 yeah. so awesome and and you know to steal your transition roman in 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 big sur <laughs> it, it looks a lot like an ipad with floating windows yes i mean they took a lot of those design cues and brought it just straight up changed the desktop to to you know it's like using ios on a mac it's you know visually and so those, those, those iOS apps aren't going to look so strange in this new, in, 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 in Big Sur's new year. Yeah. yeah. And a lot, of the, a lot of the apps are now Catalyst version apps. Things yes. like messages yeah. and stuff. No, I like the way Big Sur looks. It, the thing that I, I guess because I've been using the Mac and I guess the iPhone for forever basically, is that the one thing that always gets to me is kind of like this sort of inconsistent look. Yeah. between the Mac and, yep. and iOS. And this is more, it's, they're, they're coming together now more. And maybe yeah. some people won't like that. Maybe people, some people like the distinction, but I've always kind of thought there needs to be more unification here. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, the Mac has slowly been picking up yeah. iOS's design cues for, for a while, but you're right. This is a, this is a, a real seismic kind of move I, I toward, toward that design language. That Apple's, it's not 10.16, it's this Mac OS 11.0. Which, which is, was uh, weird that they didn't make a deal. Like, that's a they don't joke. Use the number. They, don't, that's they a never thing. used the number. Well, they did for OS 10 for a long when time. When OS 10 came out, they did. And then eventually yeah. they kind of got over the whole yeah. version number thing. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't done that quite yet with iOS and iPad OS. They still call it, for, you know, they're calling yeah, it 14. They would have to introduce some kind of a, of a nomenclature. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and even Craig Federici did that whole weird thing. I don't even know what he was talking about with the intro when he said that people copy us and we're going to show that. And, and I, that would have been a perfect time to say, oh, and we're also going to OS. We're getting rid of OS 10 completely. Now it's, now it's, now it's Mac OS 11. We turned it up to 11, do the yeah, spinal there's, tap there's joke, so which you know things, he's into. Yo, yeah. for sure. No one even <laughs> but, knew until they, until they right. showed that, 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 that screenshot, that slide. Yeah. about this mac thing yeah. it, was, it was just sitting there yeah well and it was downplayed so much i contacted apple pr just to confirm <laughs> that it was going to be 11 not that that was you know some kind of dev thing that could change in the future yeah. or something and yeah 
Yeah, they told me, no, it's 11. Interesting. <laughs> so. I mean, you know, it makes sense that, you know, this is both visually and architecturally a, a, a shift and a change yeah. from, yes. from Mac OS yeah. 10. Yeah, it's time. And it's been almost exactly the 20 years that, you know, we, we thought we would get from with, with Mac OS 10. So it's time. But I just thought it would be a little bit more. I mean, they had a freaking funeral for iOS 9, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I thought it would be a bigger deal. Yeah. <laughs> they literally it had is, a funeral. <laughs> it is more, it is less of a change than from, from 9 to 10. Like, it, yes. things are still the same with the dock and how Windows work. Is, you know, sure. That was 9 to 10 was a massive shift. Right. It looks This is still Unix based yeah. under the hood, and you've got your terminal and all that other stuff. Yeah. This isn't just like iPad OS on your Mac or something, which a lot of people were worried about. It looks like it's Mac OS. They're just taking all the visual cues from yeah. iOS, all the buttons and layers and sliders and stuff like that, making them unified and look the same. Yeah. Right. But, but you also get the, the ARM processors. Like this is, you know, part of yeah. that whole move. Yeah. When I went, as soon as I saw the name, I thought, well, we're going to see a lot of uh, Mac OS bugster puns once yes. once once the first uh, once the first version start rolling out <laughs> well my mac keeps uh, keeps auto correcting sir to sure huh. so uh, in my articles if you see big sure that's what that's what it's funny big sure from what developers from what i've seen on twitter they've said that it's surprisingly stable all of them you know that's 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 good to hear that we have a long way to go and they're already kind of rocks out. That wasn't the case with iOS 13. Right. The first iOS 13 builds were bug-y. Uh, yeah. But people are saying that um, they're, they're using them on their main devices and they're fine. So if you're interested in signing up for the public beta, uh, we have information on that on the website. You may not want to, even though uh, Mike finished saying that <laughs> it's pretty stable, you may not want to run it on your, on your main machine just because it, you know, Apple live on beta. the edge. Live on the edge, people. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of having a beta if you're not going to just dive right in? <laughs> I, I feel like on my Mac, I never want to do that because it's such yeah, a drag to reinstall. Mac OS it takes yeah. forever. Whereas, you know, my iPhone, do a backup to your Mac first, an encrypted backup, so you can easily get everything back, all your yep. data. Yeah. And just, just do that and then, you know, li <laughs> live on the edge. <laughs> yeah, I don't do as much creation on my iOS devices as I do on my Mac. So if my mm. Mac crashes and burns, I'm I might as well commit to it. If you gotta if you gotta go back to an earlier version of Mac yeah. OS, it's just no, it's such just, a pain. Even yeah. even with like time machine and stuff, it's 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 never fun. Yeah. No. That is one of the changes in Big Sur is that updates are supposed to be faster. Once you have Big Sur on there, after that updates they're going to start applying them in the background and stuff so that it's you don't sit there and wait for like 40 minutes while your mac updates they'll do a that's lot of nice. stuff in the background and then you'll just reboot and it'll be really quick good so that's a good thank god so were there any um any features you guys we didn't get that everybody wanted or anybody wanted anybody wanted <laughs> well no all right then then you or you I, or roman is, is i haven't I, dug into what's new in catalyst there's a bunch of changes to Catalyst, and I think Catalyst does need to get a whole lot better to make these apps that people bring from iPad and iOS look and feel more like Mac apps, like things mm -hmm. I want to do on a desktop computer. But I haven't really gone through that list yet to see what's new. So that would be the big area where I really hope that they would make big improvements. I wanted 
iCloud backups and we, that's still not quite a thing for Mac OS, even if you pay for the extra storage. Like, yeah. It's so great on iPhone where you can just back up to the state that you were just at, but uh, you know, you still need the, the, the drive and the time machine and all that other stuff on a Mac. Yeah. On a slimmer note, I wanted to see more, just more general iCloud improvements in yeah. general. Was it even mentioned? <laughs> yeah. It feels like a neglected service and they I haven't really you. done anything mm -hmm. major to it in a while. Yeah. I mean, it works fine, but it's not right. what it could be. Apple always has like these one or two things that seem to be coasting by and then eventually mm. they get to it. iCloud feels like that. Uh, yeah. I they get to I, it or they kill it and they wouldn't the, kill No, iCloud. they can't kill you need it, but um, we've gone through many iterations of iCloud and they've, none of them have been like the, the right. could be, you know, Dat Mac and, and me and, and even iTools. Like there, it's just, it, it's never lived up to like what it really could be. Well, if you want more information on all the stuff we talked about on the show, go to our website. We've got articles covering iOS 14, iPad OS 14, Big Sur, and the ARM transition, and other stuff that was talked about at WWDC. So I'd like to thank uh, Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Mike Simon. Thank you, sir. Or should I say Big Sir? <laughs> Big Sure. And thank you, the audience, for tuning in. You can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, through SoundCloud, or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, you can email us at podcast at macworld.com, or you can contact us through Twitter. That's at Macworld or on the Macworld Facebook page. That does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 703. Join us next time as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time.